Welcome to our weekly three-minute therapy podcast. I'm Dr. Michael Edelstein, a clinical psychologist and practitioner of REBT, Rational Emotive Behavior Therapy, which I'll say more about briefly. And I'm here with my co-host, podcast partner, co-author, and good friend, Mick Berry. Today, uh, we're going to be discussing third wave therapy, but let's tell you a little bit more about REBT, which we think is the gold standard of therapy. And REBT is Rational Emotive Behavior Therapy, which was devised by Albert Ellis in the 1950s. And it's based on a few premises the first one is that our emotions come from our thinking about our situations, not from situations themselves. And the second one is it comes from a particular type of thinking when we have disturbed emotions, and that's thinking in terms of demands. Must, shoulds, supposed tos, have tos. I must do well and get approval because I prefer to or else I'm no good. You must treat me well because I prefer you do or else you're no good. And my life must go fair easily and without great hassles uh, because I prefer it does. And uh, if it doesn't, my life is miserable and I'll escape in addictions, suicide or worse. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Today, we're going to be discussing third wave therapies. And um, the main, uh, and the reason we're discussing it is because one of our viewers recommended we do so. There are four main therapies called third wave therapies. And I think they're called third wave because they come after first REBT and then Uh, cognitive behavior therapy, CBT. And now there's this third wave therapy. And that includes four basic types of therapy. One is ACT, which stands for acceptance and commitment therapy, and was devised by Steve Hayes. The second is dialectical behavior therapy, a DBT, which was devised by Marsha Linehan. The third is MCT, metacognitive therapy, which was devised by John Clavel. And uh, the fourth is MBCT, mindfulness-based cognitive therapy. And that was devised by Siegel, Williams, and Teasdale. One of the basic uh, themes of all these therapies is that our emotions come from our thinking, not from situations themselves. So that's good. And uh, we agree with that. But uh, that's one of the places that all the agreement stops. (laughs) (laughs) With uh, acceptance and commitment therapy, it ACT refers to accepting your thoughts and committing to make change. So that uh, 
means first, whatever your thoughts are, don't judge them. And, uh, and then once you recognize your thoughts, make see what changes you can make. Mick, did you have thoughts about this approach? Yeah, yeah I, ju- I judge my thoughts constantly. I think that's a ridiculous idea. If that's what they're saying, if you're representing it accurately, don't judge your thoughts. I think judging your thoughts is fine. I see some thoughts I have that are utterly pathetic, and I see some thoughts I have that are very useful. In fact, right now, if I was thinking these stupid idiots, how could they think such a thing? That's not a very helpful thought. Whereas if I think, well, they're trying to improve on it, but they're simply missing the point, that's a much better thought. And right there is an example of me judging my thoughts. I see nothing whatsoever with judging my thoughts as self-defeating or self-helping. Yeah, exactly. And one of the ways we judge thoughts, which acceptance and commitment therapy seems to miss, is we look for demands, as I said earlier, musts and shoulds, demands that you put on yourself or on your thoughts. And uh, that leads to emotional disturbance. Mick? Yeah. And as far as judging our thoughts, I think what they're, my strong suspicion is they're telling people that do this because there's a very human tendency, oh God, how could I have a self-defeating thought? I'm such an idiot, I'm a worthless worm. And so they're trying to help people avoid judging themselves. Whereas REBT says, practice, 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 judging your behavior, judging your thoughts, but don't judge yourself don't rate yourself as good or bad we're all fallible human beings and we can always do better and i find it much more efficient to think this way because i can get to the point and practice and not putting myself down it's wonderful practice all of the time to not put myself down when i see myself making an error great great okay next is DBT, dialectical behavior therapy, and you'll see a lot of overlap there. So dialectical behavior therapy uh, by Marshall Linehan supposedly is for more disturbed people. I'm not clear why, because this approach we're discussing works for people who are mildly disturbed, moderately disturbed, severely disturbed, but that's the way it's billed. And that uh, also involves accepting your life and behaviors and make changes. So uh, very close to ACT. And again, uh, Marshall Linehan misses the must. Albert Ellis used to say, cherchez le must, cherchez le should. Uh, He was a French scholar, obviously. And uh, (laughs) so when you're disturbed, what's my must, Mick? Yeah, and I once saw Al say, that, and I'm calling him Al because that's what he wanted people to call him. It's not like I'm trying to brag about being best friends with him. But in any case, I once saw Al say, we want to admit when something isn't what we want so that we can do what we can to change it. If there are elements in my life, let's say I am trying to find a relationship, I'm not happy not in a relationship, or I am, I'm in an unhappy marriage and I want to get out of the marriage, We want to acknowledge when things are not what we want so we can do whatever we might be able to do to change the situation. Great. Very good. Okay. The third uh, that we'll address is the MCT, 
metacognitive therapy. And you might have guessed by the word or the prefix meta in there that it focuses on what we call in REBT the secondary disturbance, disturbing yourself about being disturbed. So you're anxious and you start thinking, I must not be anxious. I must not be anxious. Or you're depressed. I must not be depressed. This is awful, terrible, and horrible. So they sort of do that in more of a wishy-washy way. But they do use an approach that I recommend uh, to my clients sometimes, which is called negative practice. And that uh, is sort of a contrarian approach. And that is, if you have certain thoughts, like I must not be anxious, I must not be anxious, then you practice those thoughts again and again and again, and practice thinking, I'm anxious, I'm anxious, this is awful, this is awful, I shouldn't be terrible. It It is terrible. Uh, it shouldn't be. And it turns out that the more you do that, and I've had some clients that have done this 10 to 15 minutes a day for many, many weeks, the more you do that, what sets in is a process called semantic satiation. <laughs> the more the more you think of something again and again and again, it tends to get monotonous and loses meaning. And there are some uh, physiolog brain physiological reasons for that. And uh, so, so it loses meaning. And then after a while, you don't um, have those thoughts anymore that I shouldn't be anxious, I shouldn't be anxious. But again, it misses the point that if you're thinking I shouldn't be anxious, question the should, question the must. Mick? Yeah, and I think what they're getting around is trying to solve the secondary should of anxiety about anxiety. Correct me if you think I'm wrong here. But no, that's exactly, yeah. I think Yeah, and the thing is, I remember you giving me an exercise one time to just go ahead and be anxious. And my assignment was to live with anxiety for 24 hours. Okay, I didn't die. Yeah. And so I was able to get over the anxiety of having anxiety. And I really don't very frequently, I, I, in fact, I can't think of an occasion where I've had anxiety about anxiety. And as we know, anxiety about anxiety, it can be one of the most debilitating experiences. For one thing, people often don't know what it is that they're anxious about. And for another, that's when it can really escalate. And I must not have anxiety. Oh, now I have anxiety. Oh, now I have anxiety about my anxiety. Oh, no, I'm nothing but a rampant experience of anxiety. And so that's definitely something to work towards getting over. You know, the first step is to recognize if I have anxiety, that's nearly not as bad to imitate Al. That's not as bad as anxiety about the anxiety. So at least get rid of that. And then you can pinpoint what is causing the primary anxiety and get rid of that. That was Albert Ellis reincarnated. <laughs> and finally, the mindfulness-based cognitive therapy, MBCT, which I know you're going to love this, Mick. Uh, <laughs> what, just, what is it? NBCT? M as in mindfulness. Uh, oh, yeah, MBCT, yeah. 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 And it involves just focusing on how your body feels 
feeling the feeling without judgment. So uh, you use a type of mindfulness in that um, and meditation. So that's MBCT, mindfulness-based cognitive therapy. Mick? Yeah, uh, well, I think that's ridiculous. You're right. Um, but it is a way for somebody to at least avoid the anxiety about the anxiety. Okay, I have anxiety. Now I can focus on my body. And this might be helpful. So it assuages the panic of having anxiety. I think what's going on here is the mental process of, okay, well, I have anxiety, but there is hope for me. Anxiety isn't terrible. I can do this. And this may help because a therapist is telling me it could be helpful. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. By the way, Mick, I hope next time you can speak a with a little passion in your work. <laughs> I'll work on it. I've okay, got more. Sure. Wait, wait till we sum it up. I've got more for you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. So, uh, we're just about to sum it up. Any final words on this, Mick? Yeah, I see this all the time. <clears throat> People are constantly trying to reinvent the wheel, and they do it in so many fields. And because I think, I, I suspect a lot of people have their ego connected to, I'm going to discover something and make a name for myself in the field of psychology, or whatever, they come up with these ideas which are simply watered-down versions of REBT or simply reiterated versions of REBT. And I have even spoken with a therapist about this, and his summation was, well, there's so many forms of therapy out there. I need to do something to set myself apart or I'm not going to have enough clients, which I think is underhanded. As far as I'm concerned, and I'm willing to open this up to a debate, but as far as I'm concerned, the wheel has been discovered. I don't try to improve upon it. I just try to use it as much as I can. And I've seen a lot of people who are lazy about doing homework that conclude REBT doesn't work. I need to come up with another type of therapy. Do the homework. Learn how to apply it. It's effective. It works. Don't get fancy. Keep it simple. Where is the should Get rid of the should. Remember you're a fallible human being that there's no reason you shouldn't have a should. And even if you have a should, it isn't terrible. You can become aware of it and then get rid of the should. We can unconditionally accept ourselves, unconditionally accept the world, unconditionally accept other people, even though we are all imperfect and the world is much less than we would like it to be. But it is all acceptable and all improvable. Well said passionately said not all of it is improvable but we can investigate to see what may be improved yep yep correct myself okay, very good very good thanks mick and thanks chris rossini our tech engineer comment below if you have thoughts about what we discussed give us a like and a thumbs up if you got something out of it suggest subjects as i mentioned this subject was suggested by a viewer uh volunteer if you'd like to come on we've had a few guests where we discuss some of these ideas with them and uh if you'd like to speak to either us either of us um you can find my website three minute therapy.com and i have my phone number and email address there uh, i do therapy and if you'd like to contact mick uh shall we put your contact information below, Mick, or did you want to say something? 
Uh, yeah, they want to check me out. They can go to mick-berry.com and there's a contact on there. Fabulous. Fabulous. And uh, subscribe to Three Minute Therapy to do what, Mick? To stay on the rational side of life and, well, other, and other areas too, whatever they may be. Right. Well <laughs> said, well said. 